0: Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Motero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am more than delighted today because I have the pleasure to interview Kay Rollins. She is the fo- one of the founders of Orlando City Soccer Club. She is the VP of Community Relations, but she is the president of the Orlando City Soccer Club Foundation. And without further ado, Kay, please introduce yourself to the audience. How <laughs> are you today?
1: I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, thank you. Kay, um, I can't express how thankful I am for you to come to the podcast, be able to share, you know, what we're going to talk about, your, this message with the students, uh, because what you have done is amazing, and we'll go into more detail later on and why I mean by it, why it's so amazing, but I'm very excited. But before we dive into the topic of the day, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: <laughs> um, so I was obviously born in England, you can probably tell by the accent, although I am now a very proud American citizen. Uh, got my citizenship this year in January because uh, I wanted to be able to vote. Um, so yeah, grew up in England. Um, I'm on my third career now, I guess. Um, started out working in a bank, um, then had kids, and then decided I wanted to be in preschool education. Went and actually went to college at 31. So I, I didn't go to college straight from school. Um, I waited. So uh, I think you're, I was at an age where I wanted to go. Um so I did two degrees pretty much uh, concurrently um ended up owning a preschool opening a second one um and then in 2004 got the opportunity to move um to America so originally to Austin Texas um where we actually tried to start the team there couldn't do it um they they didn't like us for some reason not really sure why <laughs> so we got the opportunity to move um, here to Orlando, and I guess the rest is history.
0: That is so amazing. Um, Why did you decide, why Orlando? Because a lot of the audience, it's in Orlando, so why did you guys decide to build a team in Orlando?
1: Sure, and it's a question I get asked a lot, Um, and I guess there's, there's several reasons. I think number one is the diversity of the population. Um, You know, anybody who's been to any of our games will know, you know, we're the United Nations. We have every creed, color, nationality, ethnicity, religion, sexuality, uh, walk of life. Everyone, everyone and everyone is there. Uh, So I think that was a big draw because we knew that there was this this melting pot of people and, you know, as you know, soccer is the number one sport in the world. It's played in every single country, no matter how tiny and no matter how out of the way. Um, I actually uh, was on vacation one year with my with with my two of my kids and we were in Borneo um, in the jungle in a tiny little village. And guess what? Soccer. Um, you know, they they played soccer. They um, they showed us a trophy that they'd won from the tribe um, up the river So it really is the number one sport. So I think that was a big piece. Um, I think the fact that there was only one other professional team here uh, that played on a different schedule to us as well, uh, that was a big draw. Um, we, We looked at Major League Soccer, and we looked at where they were based, and there was nothing in the Southeast, nothing. So we knew that at some point... MLS was going to turn its attention to this part of the of the country so that was another one and then I guess the other pieces is um, the airport think about it everyone everyone in the world flies to Orlando so it makes us a very accessible city Um, and all the other great things that we have the hospitality um, obviously the theme parks you know they're a big part of who we are Um, so I think for all of those reasons and you know, we, we were proved right. Yeah. I, I know, I
0: definitely, I know um, that we're grateful that you picked Orlando to bring in the soccer team. I def, I'm definitely grateful. And so can you tell us a little bit about what your role is? I know that you're the VP of Community Relations. What does that mean?
1: So the community, it's, it's basically you're in charge of all of the community outreach, whether that's sending players to hospitals, um, to youth organizations, youth clubs, schools um very much spreading the message of, of health and wellness um you know anyone who's played soccer will know you have to be very fit um to play soccer it's a very cardiovascular sport and they obviously all have to look after um, their bodies and so they're great role models both obviously the men's team and the women's team to be able to use them in that way so that's a lot of what we do um we also, um, I also take care of any of our charitable giving, whether that's donations to people's silent auctions, you know, everyone has um, fundraising events, which we can't sponsor um, monetarily, but we can absolutely give them some kind of auction item, a signed piece of merchandise, whatever it is, which will help them, you know, raise extra funds, uh, very much needed funds for whatever their their cause is, whether it's animals all the way to, you know, cancer charities. So there's that piece of it. Um, I do um, any kind of appearances, I guess, if you like, um, on, as the face of the club. So I speak. I do a lot of um, speaking engagements um, on behalf of the club on a variety of topics. Sometimes it's about the foundation. Sometimes it's about the club. Sometimes it's about um, our stance on on diversity and in- inclusion. Um, it can be anything. So... And then, obviously, a, a huge part of my day is spent on the foundation itself. Um, we have a very fo- a very strong focus on health and wellness and how can we make our community a more healthy place to be. Um, and I think over the years, we've refined that message a little bit. So we started looking at childhood obesity and looking at the horrendous numbers and then looking at the causes behind that. And some of that is... Um, a lack of access to, to healthy food, it's a lack of access to exercise and, and having safe places to play so I feel like we're in the um, I think we're in the fourth or fifth year now of the foundation and I feel like we've, we've honed it now to the place where it needs to be so we our main focuses are we build safe places to play they're um, usually attached to a community centre boys and girls club somewhere where there's other facilities. Um, We build a a pitch, it's a a little soccer court if you like, it's purple, um, usually the size of a tennis court. Um, But we didn't just wanna give a facility, Um, we wanted to be able to bring the programming piece as well. So we go in and we do, it's all free. Um, We know that a lot of these kids in these underserved areas, they can't afford to play soccer, Uh, it's not cheap. So we go in, we do free programming, we provide all the equipment they need, including cleats and and things for the kids um, to wear. And then part of the programming touches on nutritional education, and that was when we realized we were teaching it to kids who couldn't recognize a potato. (laughs) And and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, And so that then brought us to well, how do we fix that? Um, you know, and then you
0: get the farms, the, yeah, the garden, the community yeah, the, garden. Yeah, the garden
1: piece. So the kids live in, they call them food deserts, and I think we have 16 um, in various places in and around um, Orlando, meaning that the, the people who live there have little access to fresh food. So we partnered with City of Orlando Greenworks, and then we found another partner now who... I don't know anything about gardening. (laughs) So we have to have someone who does the expert piece. Uh, We provide the funding. But they go in, again, to either schools, um, sometimes into actual communities, and they um, help build their raised beds. About 10 by 4, I think they are, in size. And then people can plant whatever they want, grow what they want. Okra, peppers, um, beans. I've seen tomatoes. All kinds of things.
0: That that is really really amazing. Um, the fact that you guys are impacting and you've seen the impact and continue to um, build the community around um, that, that's incredible. Okay, I know that a lot of students, which is the majority of the audience, a lot of them want to go into the sports industry. So, mm. what advice do you have in terms of students wanting to get land their dream job with a sports team like Orlando City?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, we have a, a pretty extensive um, internship program. Um, you know, I think every department in this office has, has interns. And I also think we have a pretty good track record of hiring them. Um, I actually have two on my staff who started out as, as interns, and I think every single department has that same, um, that same track record and i guess my my advice would be you know intern and then make yourself so indispensable <laughs> that that your your team leader or whoever it is it just doesn't want to let you let you leave um and there's you know there's opportunities around game days where people can volunteer and do those kind of things um but yeah just you know get get involved as as much as you can i mean we advertise them on our website so you know you can take a look and i guess if you're in the sports Management, you know, with I know obviously Dr. Buckstein. Um, you know, he's been obviously a great partner f- with us and helping us find, you know, the right kind of people to come and, and take advantage of what we have here.
0: So, networking, uh, starting off internships is the best way to get your foot in the door. Um, and, and so, the, the podcast theme is females in a male dominated industry. So, sports being a male dominated industry. so. I know you're shaking your head because
1: you, <laughs> like, yeah. yes,
0: because um, we, we had talked a little bit about that, and so I find it very, very fitting for for you and I to talk about this. Sure. Um. So, sports, very male dominant industry. Mm-hmm. How were you able? You know, what advice do you have for females wanting to get into the sports industry?
1: Sure. I mean, I guess my advice would be just do it. <laughs> um. You know, don't take no for an answer. It's a little um different for me, I guess, in that as one of the founders of the team, I basically created my own role. Like I am in my dream job because I made my dream <laughs> job. Um, so it's a little bit of a different entrance um, for me. Um, but I'm definitely a champion of of women in this um this industry and, and any industry actually. Um, there's a lot of great organizations um here in Orlando um, who, who want to champion women, and, and they have many conferences and all kinds of things. I was actually at one last week, and it was, uh, there was actually quite a few students there, and it's, I think it was $35 for the whole day, which was a really, I thought, a bargain. Um, there's a, an, um, a group. We don't have a local one here, but you can sign up um, online, and it's called WISE, and I can't remember what it stands for, but it's women and it's to do with it's definitely sports. Uh, that's something you can sign up to as a student. There's student rates for it. And it has lots of great articles and um, books to read, like different kind of advice pieces on there. So there's definitely um, stuff there. But I would also say, you know, try and find a mentor, try and find someone who will um you can bounce ideas off um everyone has this whole thing about mentors that it's some kind of very formal thing you know it can be over a cup of coffee a cocktail after you know whatever i mean it it doesn't have to be this yeah. let's sit down in an office and i'm going to ask you questions and, and a you're going to answer yeah or... no i mean i i feel like i inadvertently mentor a lot of people and it's very happenstance you know, they'll have heard me speak at something and they'll sort of reach out to me and say, hey, can we have coffee? Um, and I, I almost always... I'm probably, I,
0: yeah, be careful now.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I almost always say yes. No, because people reach out for a reason. Um, and I think to me, if I can't spare half an hour of my time to encourage someone, especially especially women, um, you know, to... to and and I always say to them, if I can't help you, I can probably find you someone who can. Yeah. And and you know, I think that that goes to a lot of the networking I've done in in my time here and all the people that I, I know um and have good relationships with. Um I think one of my gifts I can give now is I'm a connector, that I can help connect people um, you know, in the right way and, and help find people who who can help you on your, your career path. So
0: that's amazing. so I know that, you know, sometimes being a female, there are some disadvantages of that or perceived disadvantages. What do you think are some of those, uh, obstacles that females might tell to their head that could be, they might think is an obstacle and how do they overcome that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think part of that obstacle is, um, especially in sports. Um, I think a lot of guys have stereotypes about women and sports and how can you possibly you know know anything about the sport um which is you know obviously ridiculous um you know we're just as well informed um as as guys are but I think there's still a little bit of that stereotype that remains um you know women get judged a lot more on Um, what they look like. So I I know a lot of female sports anchors, and not just in in Orlando, but in other, even other countries, who um, their male co-anchor does not get the same kind of comments. And I think what we're asking as women is to be judged on what we say, and what we do, and not on, oh, you know, she's showing too much cleavage, or you know, what has she done to her hair today? You know, th- yeah, really, absolutely. is this what we're going to talk about? So we, I think that's one of the disadvantages is we, we don't get taken seriously sometimes. Um, you know, that's... And I, I also think, especially, again, in sports, there's not enough women in, in those positions of power. Um, and until that changes, you know... And, and as women, we encourage each other... To go for those top positions, um, and I again, I think I feel like that's something I I try and do every day. Um, so yeah, it's it's still a cha- it's still a challenge. But you know what? As guys, you're the ones who can help us. Um, it's not something we can do on our own. We need you guys to step up. And when you hear some somebody say something derogatory, or you know, judge a woman on on what she's wearing. Um, rather than what she's just said, then be the person who says, "Hey, no, you know, let's not let's not go there. Let's talk about this instead." You can, you know, you have to be our champions too.
0: Makes sense. And th- love what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> it's, I'm speechless because I'm just smiling and just hearing you talk about it because you're so passionate about this that you can even. I wish I had a camera to videotape <laughs> it um, because your passion just shows. Um, what are some of the advantages that you see? Women, you know, can
1: right, yeah, and you know, having—I mean, number one, can you even imagine any company anywhere surviving without women? No, of course uh, not. No. Um, you know, I think, I think we can help bring a more healthy um, work-life balance um, because very often we are the ones who are juggling everything. Um, and so we can try and balance a little bit of that workaholic piece that that can come and that competitiveness sometimes with that can happen with with men in, in the workplace. I think women are a, a good a good balance for that. I think we're good communicators. Um, you know, I think we understand the nuances a little bit more and maybe we over communicate sometimes. But you know what? That stops mistakes happening. Um, cause we'll, we'll check in maybe more than once on, on whether something is, is right or not. Um, and I think we're, we're givers. Um, you know, I certainly know, I certainly feel that I am. Um, and I think you need them in, again, in your office space to, to, to push everyone on whoever that person is, um, you know, to be that compassionate person that, that ear sometimes, you know, I know I have people in, just pop in my office and say hey Kay have you got 5 minutes and that's okay you know and i am happy to be that person um obviously i'm i'm the one person in the office who's been here since the very beginning <laughs> there's definitely been a lot of changes over the years um but you know i love that people see me as that person that they can come and confide in you know whatever that that if it's a problem or something they they want help with i'm i'm happy to be that that person
0: and so how can you know Talk about mentoring earlier, and a little bit about females reaching out and finding a, a positive female mentor, and maybe in the industry they want to go to. What are some ways that you think that um, students across, you know, not just Orlando, can connect themselves with those positive female role models?
1: Right. I mean, I think a big piece is is get involved in your community. There are so many amazing um, opportunities that are out there, whether that's volunteering. Um, maybe at a a, a nonprofit, um, you will you will meet a whole bunch of amazing people. I mean, I sit on uh, a lot of boards, <laughs> way too many, probably. But I th- I sit on boards that I am passionate about. So, for instance, Boys and Girls Club, I adore what they do. I love I love the the ethos. I love that they they work in again like we do in the very underserved areas of this community to to help kids. So you could be a mentor very easily at a Boys and Girls Club. Um, and, and the board, there's, oh my gosh, it's a very diverse board. It's people from many, many different backgrounds. So now I have this whole bunch of people that I didn't know before I sat on that board who I can now pick the phone up to and say, hey, you know, this is happening and can, you know, or I found someone and I think they have a great resume. Can I send it to you? So so getting involved in your community is is a really good way um of getting connected to a lot of um also like-minded people, people who have that philanthropic gene, people who have that that need and desire um to, to give back to their community and make it a better place. And it's also great for you as as on your resume that you have you've been this, you know, they can, I I would look at a resume and see, well, what else are they involved in? You know, are they, are they someone who just sits at home and watches Netflix every night? And I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. I'm a Netflix fan myself, but I certainly don't do it every night. You know, there's a lot of stuff I'm involved in. And to me, looking at someone's resume, that would be something that I would look at would be, you know, how are they plugged in? What are they doing? What do they do with their spare time? Um, you know, I I have two two of my kids are huge travelers. Um and you know, that's I, I would definitely if you get chance to travel, do it. It it is such a game changer. Um it, it gives you I don't know, it gives you something that you cannot get from again, from staying in one place. Um and it doesn't have to be hugely adventurous. My kids are crazy. They're they've been in India and Nepal and all over Europe and South America, uh, they've done a lot of traveling in their time. But you know what? I never worry about them because they they know how to get from A to B. They know how to get their laundry done, even when they're on the road for three months. They they know how to do it. Um, you know how to beat a cab a cab driver down in price. <laughs> um, so it. But it, to me, I would look at that and say, well, here's someone who's got some, some of the
0: skills that you know, soft skills. Yeah. And inter- that's like,
1: got some independence mm-hmm. that you know how to, yeah. How to, how to navigate your way around. Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny. You said, uh, you encourage, you look at students that have network, uh, community service on, on their resume and things like that. And I think we talked about it a little bit before, but this, I haven't published this episode yet. One that's coming out where we identify the four big things that correlate to landing a dream job. Okay, And, um, some of them are very obvious so finding a mentor where we, we we talked about that internships we talked about that so these are all things that we kind of all okay. know um so internships mentor attending a career fair uh, you get exposed to mm-hmm. hundreds of employers yeah. the fourth one which i th- would not have thought to be on the list is community service right and so it is crucial it is you know there's data now that's going to show that and that will be in a future episode so I'm, I'm excited that you even brought that up, and I know that you, you may be a little biased because you, you you're a VP of Community Relations. You're you know you have your own foundation, sure, and you're very involved. Involved. I myself, I've been a big brother for Big Brother's Big Sister for awesome. the last four years. Cool. Um, and I I, I, don't, I don't wouldn't change it. I met my little brother Zach. Right.
1: Um,
0: and he's amazing.
1: I think what you find, and and I'm sure you have that. You actually get back more than you yes. you get <laughs> yeah. you, there's such a wonderful feeling about doing doing good there is it's a great feeling. we all know that you know if you give a gift to someone and they're like so excited about it, it feels great, and it's the same thing about I, I think about volunteering about putting your yourself out there, and here's the thing: every job that we we advertise. We get a lot. We get a big response. A big response. So, how are you going to make yourself stand out? Because what I would hope is, if I put out a job description, um, say for an advanced manager, and I say I need, you know, this degree or this many years experience or whatever it is, I would hope that everyone that applied had all of those things. Else, you shouldn't be applying. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> But then, so then, say I get forty of those. How do I differentiate? What do I look for that says, you know, well, well, I would interview this person over this person. How do you narrow it down to your final ten, your final six, your final three, whatever it is? And those are things that I certainly me and and as you said, I obviously have that bias and that lean because that's my job every day. That is is being a good community um, partner. But I, I think a lot of people are looking that way now too, because you you have to stand out in some way, and so you know if you've done some um, some amazing things in the community or or you've been a volunteer on a regular basis, not just you know not just once, <laughs> that you you've you've committed to something. Again, that shows an employer the commitment piece, the loyalty piece, um, you know all of those attributes. How do you prove to someone? That you have them well there's a very obvious way and you've just said you've done four years of boys and gr- at the uh, big, big brothers, brother's big sister, sisters yeah. and you know I I commend you for that and I would definitely myself look at that and go well that's that's awesome you know that's a yeah. that's a tick in the box
0: but you're, you're absolutely right I think um I would when he once he lit, once my little brother listens says, I think I've learned more from him than he's probably learned from me right. um and yeah. Good. And now that I want to hang out with him, it's no longer community service or anything like that. It was never like that. And now it's like, he's my little brother. He's your little brother. He's just my little brother. Yeah, that's awesome. The program is supposed to last for one year, it's been four years. (laughs) (laughs) He's stuck with me now. He's stuck with me now. Um, I'll have to show you a picture. But, um, okay, so. If there was one thing, I know we're going to wrap it up, you're very busy. Sure. If there's one thing that you would want a student to take away from this episode, if they only remember one thing, <laughs> what would you hope that to be?
1: Um, I think it would be the Get Involved. Um, I think we have we have an amazing community here. Um, I, I never expected to love Orlando in the way that I do. This is my home. I, I love it here. And I just think we all have an obligation to make it the best place it can possibly be. Um, and that means getting out there and getting involved um, in your community w- in whatever way that is. And like I say, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to save the world. And, and I mean, it's awesome if you can um, come up with a cure for cancer. Um, but there's a, there's so many ways. Um, and if you want to go shopping, if that's the right word, um, for a nonprofit um go on cf cffound.org it's the central florida foundation and then click on uh, search for a nonprofit you can click on there and you can put in animals and all of the nonprofits that work with animals will pop up and you can browse them look for them find out what speaks to you you know what are their programs and is that something that you can see yourself getting involved in um, but that would be my that would be my biggest takeaway and the mentor piece is, is for sure. Um, find someone who, who will be your big brother or big sister in a way. That's kind of what mentoring yeah. mentoring is. I think
0: some of the things that I've realized um, as i you know been on this journey and speaking to students is that anybody that's made it t- to any level of success never made it alone. And so when they get to a the level, they are always want to put their hand out there to help the next person a
1: hundred, get to it. 100%. Yeah. And, and, so, and there's a lot of great people in this community yeah. who will absolutely do that.
0: So, so if, as a student, if you have genuine intentions, right, if, if you go in there you know, with the wrong intentions, I think people can smell it and feel it. But if you have the genuine intentions to want to build a relationship, I don't think you, you as a student, a lot of more doors will actually open for you than for somebody who necessarily has already graduated that might not feel like they had the right intention. So I always tell you guys, use the student card, have the right genuine intentions, do your research beforehand, make sure that you're going to be able to, you know, in a sense provide value like we both shared. A lot of times when we do community service, we receive more than when we give.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right in that respect. So finding a mentor doesn't mean finding someone and then immediately saying, hey, can I get a job? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it there's a relationship to be built there. Um, and, and in the beginning, what you should be looking for is is advice um, and also a sounding board. You know, hey, I got this idea. You know, who, sh- who can I talk to about it? Who's going to give me some practical advice? Um, you know, who will give me some constructive criticism and say, well, this is a great idea. However, you know, you didn't think right. about this. Go back and do this. Um, you know, so think about it almost like a kind of a mini shark tank where you you come up with these this amazing this idea or something that you want to do but then you need someone to say well hey by the way <laughs> you didn't think about this so please go back but you know it's not that it's a bad yeah. idea um so yeah find those find those people that you that you trust and that you admire um and and build those relationships
0: no i mean you can't have said it any better <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and when before we met, I did a lot of research on, and everything said that, um, you said it earlier, the, the face of the club, I think, and all the articles are right, you're not just the face, but you are the heart of the club. So, thank you. Um, thank you so much, and I, I look forward to staying connected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, from taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. I truly hope that you loved it as much as I enjoyed making and creating this content for you. My goal is to provide content that's going to help you master college and land your dream job. So if this helped you and if you know someone that should listen to this podcast, please, please share it with them. Nothing will make me happier than to see this podcast grow and make this community bigger so that we can help every student be able to graduate with their dream job. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.